Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. Our first reading is from Jeremiah, the 31st chapter. Now this is what the Lord says. Sing with joy for Israel, shout for the greatest of nations. Shout out with praise and joy. Save your people, O Lord, the remnant of Israel. For I will bring them from the north and from the distant corners of the earth. I will not forget the blind and the lame, the expectant mothers, the women in labor. A great company will return. Tears of joy will stream down their faces, and I will lead them home with great care. They will walk beside quiet streams and on smooth paths, where they will not stumble, for I am Israel's father, and Ephraim is my oldest child. Listen to this message from the Lord, you nations of the world. Proclaim it in distant coastlands. The Lord who scattered his people will gather them and watch over them, as a shepherd does his flock. For the Lord has redeemed Israel from those too strong for them. They will come home and sing songs of joy on the heights of Jerusalem. They'll be radiant because of the Lord's good gifts, the abundant crops of grain, the new wine, olive oil, and the healthy flocks and herds. Their life will be like a watered garden, and all their sorrows will be gone. The young women will dance for joy, and the men, old and young, will join the celebration. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and exchange their sorrow for rejoicing. The priests will enjoy abundance, and my people will feast on my good gifts. I, the Lord, have spoken. Our second reading is from Ephesians, the first chapter. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He did so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He showed his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. God is now revealed to us in his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. And furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance and makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews, who were the first to trust in Christ, would bring praise and glory to God, And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. 
The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased to us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. This ends the reading. Please stand for the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The Word gave, gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the, world, the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him, who accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became humid and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about him when he shouted to the crowds, This is the one I was talking about when I said, Someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. From his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one, who is himself God, is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. Here ends the reading. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us all. Amen. Who do you think you are? That's the name of a TV show. Even though it may sound like it, it's actually not a show about confrontation. It is a show where professional researchers and genealogists work with famous people to help them uncover information about their ancestry. Each episode reveals deep and sometimes dark secrets about past generations in some celebrity's life and family lineage. And it is interesting what gets discovered. Sometimes the celebrities learn inspiring things about their ancestors. One person learned that several generations back, their family had helped people uh, escape slavery through the Underground Railroad. Sometimes the stories are tragic, like the ancestor who was killed in an explosion in the underground mine where he had worked. Sometimes the stories, well, they're just plain embarrassing, 
like the person whose relatives showed up in old police records having been arrested for public intoxication. It seems that finding out about the lives of past generations can have at least some impact in shaping someone's life in the present. In the show, Who Do You Think You Are?, many of the celebrities are moved to tears when they discover the ways their ancestors persevered through struggles and hardships. It's almost as if discovering the storyline DNA fills them with resolve about the, how they will live their own lives. So let me ask the question again. Who do you think you are? Our scripture readings today from Ephesians and the Gospel of John seem to be begging us to ask that question. In these passages, we find references to our adoptions and to our lineage as children of God. We learn that God has a plan for humanity, and that plan has been a part of our family story for many generations. And in Jesus, we gain a deeper understanding of who we are because through him, a big piece of our ancestry DNA is put into place. Now, in the show, Who Do You Think You Are?, there are lots of twists and turns and surprises but there's at least one plot line that I have yet to see, and that is where a celebrity learns that they are an heir to an old family inheritance. There has been no long-lost family fortune, no secret will, no hidden deed to a property to be claimed from any long-dead relative. It's a shame. But that plot line is a part of our story. I mean, that's what we discover when we start digging into our legacy as children of God. As God's adopted children, we receive an inheritance. And that inheritance is all the riches of Christ. Redemption, forgiveness, grace, a place of belonging in God's big family. One of the most powerful verses for me in all of our readings this morning was found in Ephesians, which says, In Jesus we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our sins, according to the riches of his grace that God lavishes on us. That's quite an image, isn't it? God lavishing the riches of grace on us. Well, that's our inheritance. That is the lineage we have been adopted into. And I guess the question then is, how does this inheritance impact how we live our lives? I read an article recently about a guy named Lauren Kreitzer, who's from California. Lauren had his own carpentry business. He was doing okay for himself. Then he had a near-fatal car accident. He was no longer able to work, and pretty soon the only income he had was from his disability check. And after he paid his rent each month, he only had about 200 bucks left to live on. Things were desperate. Well, then one day, Lauren saw something about an appraiser who was willing to pay cash for antiques. 
Lauren remembered an old family heirloom he had in the closet. It was an old blanket that had been a part of his family for many generations. Well, Lauren decided to get out that blanket and have it appraised, hoping maybe somebody would give him a hundred bucks for it. Well, it turned out that what Lauren thought was a worthless rag was actually an old Navajo blanket dating back to the 1800s. And a collector was willing to pay him $1.5 million for it. Well, as you can imagine, that inheritance changed Lauren's life in a big way. But that blanket didn't mean much as long as it stayed tucked away in the closet. It became valuable when he did something with it. And when he did, it transformed his life. Now, here's the thing. We also have a family heirloom. We also have an inheritance from God, the riches of God's grace that are lavished on us, redemption, forgiveness, adoption, and a place in God's big family. It's all ours. Maybe we think that our faith is like that old Navajo blanket. It's, it's something that we know we have, and we assume we'll cash in on it someday, Probably when we die and go to heaven, that's when we'll get the value out of it. We think that our faith is something only meant to impact our life in the next life. But here's the thing, God is lavishing the riches of his grace on us right now and longs to change our lives. So here we are with a clean slate of a new year in front of us, 2020. What if we spent this year together as a people of faith, exploring the question, who do you think you are? To be intentional about digging around and finding out about our lineage as children of God. I mean, today as a disciple of Jesus Christ, how do you answer that question, who do you think you are? And do you have any hope that a year from now you might answer that question more deeply or differently? What if this year you dig deeper into your ancestry and discover what it means that right now you are a child of God and blessed to inherit the riches of God's grace? So in the coming months, we are going to be talking a lot about our theme for this year, 2020, Focus on Faithfulness. We're going to be receiving many invitations to join in various enrichment opportunities that we pray will help you live our mission every day to share God's grace, grow your faith, and serve others. You're going to hear about it till you're sick of it because we want this so badly for you. We want you to grow a deeper and wider relationship with God and to know the blessings of that in your life. By now you've probably seen the list of 2020 Focus on Faithfulness resolutions that we hope you will commit to this year, to worship weekly, to engage in prayer and scripture reading every day, 
to practice joyful generosity, to join in faith-building opportunities, to grow deeper relationships with your church family, and to serve your neighbor in our community. This year, we want to encourage each other as we explore this question, who do you think you are? You've heard about the Sunday contemplative class. You've heard about the Wednesday night meal enrichment program. You've heard about the resource table to help you develop that rhythm of daily time with God. We're, we're thinking of a Bible verse from John's gospel in that daily time. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. We want to have fruitful lives. So we're encouraging you to develop a daily vine time, staying connected to Jesus. I mean, how do you connect with Jesus now? Is it only when you come here to worship? I mean, what if you connected with Jesus every day? Time of prayer and listening for God. How might your answer to the question, who do you think you are, change over the course of a year? It's our hope and prayer that it's going to be an exciting year for us as we focus on faithfulness and boldly claim this inheritance of grace that God is lavishing on us. It's time to get the blanket out of the closet so we can enjoy its blessings in our lives and bless the lives of others. You know, if the researchers and writers from the show, Who Do You Think You Are?, came to do a family history on us, what they would discover is that we all trace our lineage to the same person, to Jesus, who gave his life so that we might know the riches of his grace. And each of you is included in that story. It's who you are in your deepest core. It's a part of your DNA. Who do you think you are? You're a child of God. So this year, let's grow together in embracing that identity and sharing our inheritance with the world. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.